Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. It's Wednesday today. I'm Ross Chanley, joined uh, by Lauren Black. Uh, Lauren, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Completely without me, Ed. Uh, lots to get through today. Uh, things are going to start ramping up. The football is coming back. And the big news which broke this morning is that the Merseyside derby will be held at Goodison Park. Um, Lauren, I, I saw quite a lot of tweets using the same phrase, which was common sense has prevailed. I don't think you can actually put it any better than that, can you? No, not really. I think it would have been... Uh, really stupid to have it played anywhere else. There was shouts of like Southampton and, and all that, which is just absolutely bizarre. Why would you make both sets of teams travel all that way to play a game of footy when you can just play it where it was originally going to be played anyway? Um, obviously, the biggest concern was of people like congregating outside and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I highly doubt there's going to be mass gatherings outside. I don't think people are that stupid. Um, so it's, it's a good idea to, to have it at Goodison. Yeah, I think that was the main concern, wasn't it, about people turning up and it was kind of things fueled by Joe Anderson who kind of said said something without any evidence at all, concerns from the police, but you know, it looked like it was going to happen because Merseyside police said, yeah, Everton wanted it there, Liverpool wanted it there, so it, it's all good news. I think the only people who don't want it there are the Everton fans because if there's any chance that Liverpool can win this Premier League title at an empty Goodison Park, I mean... You know, and they can't even go to Wales and hide, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to go and do. Um, so to add to that as well, Lauren, um, Liverpool home fixtures can be played at Anfield as well. It was all part of, I think it was six fixtures to say that they're going to move some of them. But um, following already positive discussions with key partners, including Liverpool Football Club, Liverpool City Council, Mayside Police, Spirit of Shankly, Everton Football Club and Blue Union, um, they've all worked together, had these conversations. I think we're, we're so, so lucky, um, and I'll include Everton in this, of you know, it, the community work that both both clubs do, but in the sense of having the Blue Union and Spirit of Shankly to kind of fight for us fans and, and have a voice and, you know, again, common sense and just that, that sound voice to, you know, argue and understand what what fans want and ultimately give achieve success by having games at Anfield as well yeah very lucky to have to have something like that for us because obviously you know there's Twitter and the social media but there's there's only so much that clubs say so it's important to have those groups to be able to like you said give give the fans a bit more of a voice when it comes to things like this and um, yeah it's nice to know that all our, our fixes are going to be at Anfield and we're not going to have to worry about the team travelling to unnecessary places, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of players wouldn't have been on board with that either, in terms of like travelling travelling to um, other stadiums and having to play in you know unfamiliar surroundings. So, but yeah, it's nice, you know, nice to know. 
it also sends out the wrong message as well for me, I think, doesn't it, Lauren? Of like saying, you know, we, we, we can go to so many places and, and, and do as we're told. Yeah. And, again, and again, I bring it back to stuff that happened in the news of recent weeks, you know, certain people can go and do whatever they want. But, you yeah. know, if a footballer can go to St Mary's, like you said, well, what's the rules for everybody else? I think it, it does send out the wrong message, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does massively, and like you know, that's that was the biggest concern was fans congregating outside the stadium. Well, there was no stopping the fans following the the team to St Mary's if it was going to be this. So you know, you might as well be able to contain it in a in this city rather than have thousands of people travel unnecessarily to to go to those places. Yeah, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Tom's going to gather some of them uh, towards the end. Um, are you bothered that it's at Anfield? Are you happy? Um, do you just want to win the league at Goodison Park? Get them all in. Um, quite a lot of contract extensions to, to get through um, before we get to those comments. Adam Alan agrees a short-term contract extension. Uh, this broke last night, so he's agreed uh, till the end of July um, and Jurgen Klopp season as, as a member of the, of the squad. Um, something we're going to do in depth on, on the Red Seas Roundup this afternoon, Lauren. But again, just a, a, probably the word of the days or two words of the days is common sense. You know, it makes complete sense to keep Adam Alan around in the squad. It also shows, uh, for me, like... The, the human side of, of Jurgen Klopp or the affection side of Jurgen Klopp which we see so often of you know you think about the wages and the shortfall of financial side that Liverpool are experienced with everybody else you know like 100 grand a week Adam Lana, like yeah you know, get rid of him but the fact that Klopp wants him to kind of have those rewards for all his hard work everything that he's given to the club I think priority is going to be given to you know a Minamino Curtis Jones or Harvey Elliott throughout the games but the fact that he wants him in and around the squad for another month it, just, it was just good news yesterday wasn't it yeah, really good news. You know, it would have been very, really harsh for you know the, there'll be a number of clubs who've got players coming out of contract in the next, like pretty much now. So I think it was all a bit like, well, well what's going to happen with those players? Um, but yeah, good news that he's been able to sort of extend his stay, and you'll get you'll get to you know witness the celebrations hopefully of of what's going to happen. And um, but yeah, Klopp spoke really highly of him as well. Um, He's obviously been at the club for six years, Lalana. So you know he's not just he's not just been here one or two seasons and just you know played a handful of games. He's been in, been in around like the whole development of this team since Klopp's come in. So yeah, really nice that you know they've been able to, to give him an extension and he, and he can stay on for that little bit longer. I've got this question down for the agenda for the Reds news later on, but I'll ask you and ask the, the viewers and listeners at home of how do you think Adam Lalana will be remembered because you know. You can't judge it on, on Twitter and social media, but you know he, he's not the player that he was two, three years ago. But two, three years ago, he's probably one of our, our most instrumental players to what we did, and you know that's why Jurgen Klopp speaks so very highly of him. Is it a case of just having recency bias and short memories of like you know, okay, this team surpassed him. He's not a, a Fabinho or a Henderson or whatever, but you know, for what he's put in for this club, I, in my opinion, I don't think I don't think that should be forgotten. No, definitely not. I think when he first signed for us, I think there was a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around him. Because obviously he had a really brilliant season at Southampton. And then he obviously had that really bad injury. And he's been plagued by injuries, I think, through his whole Liverpool career. So there's obviously he's obviously missed a lot of games as well. But in terms of, you know, that, that I think it was 15-16 season where he was just amazing for us. That's why Klopp loves him so much because that was Klopp's you know, first real season for Liverpool. And Lalana played like a really integral part in that squad, and you know I think I think the team has sort of passed them by a little bit now. Though he's gotten older, and, and, and new players have come in, and, and younger members of the squad have, have come in and sort of cemented their place in the team. But I think he plays a much bigger role off the pitch now. You know he was captain at Southampton at a young age. He came to Liverpool, and he's been a leader in amongst that squad. And I think that's sort of what his role is now: is to sort of 
you know, keep the momentum high because, you know, he is he is a senior member of the team. He, you know, he's played for England a few times. He knows what it's about. He knows he knows what being in a in a squad means. So I think that will be his role, and I think he knows that's his role. You know, he said he knows what his what his role is in the in the interview afterwards, and he was at peace with it. And he was at peace with how his Liverpool career was going to end. So, yeah, I think I think we've got to remember the good the good moments because there has been quite a few for Adam Lallana. Yeah, you have really good points there. Really well. Um, Harvey Elliott is another one. Lauren's going to sign a new contract. This is from Dominic King. Harvey Elliott, before we sign a new three-year contract at the beginning of July, having now turned 17, it's his first professional deal, and Liverpool will be able to extend the terms by another two years when he's 18 next April. Just other other great news, particularly when you see like I think the other week we covered it, like Real Madrid was sniffing around him, and you know he kind of said no because. Ramos is a prick, basically, um, which I think I think we all we all love. But the fact that those kind of teams are, are kind of after him kind of reflects of how good his potential can be. You know, and we mentioned you know the likes of Adnolana will have put an arm round the likes of Harvey Elliott and you know and brought him into the club and told him what's right and wrong. You know, he's done some he's made some mistakes off the field, but having those wise heads as you as you rightly mentioned there, all adds to the development of these players. Yeah, it does massively. And obviously, Harvey Elliott's a, re- a really high-rated player. Um, you don't make you know your debut a fun for like at like 15 for no reason do you know what I mean so it's nice that he'll be able to sign his first professional contract at his boyhood club as well which will be great news for him I just hope he doesn't turn into one of those players where like you send on loan for like four or five seasons at a time mm. you don't really actually get to see his, his development at Liverpool I, I think next I think next season he will he will play a role in the squad in terms of he'll probably might find himself on the bench more often than that or he'll probably will start the cup games like he has done a couple of times this season. But <coughs> seven, at 17, 18, like he's got, he's literally got like another like 15 years of his career ahead of him. So it's important that he doesn't try and you know do something too soon, and he doesn't like sort of jump the gun a little bit and think, well, I'm not getting in the first team now, so I'm not, gonna, I'm never going to get in the first team, and end up moving to a club where that doesn't appreciate him and try and nurture him. You know, it's important that he stays here somewhere he want it, at a club he wants to see his potential grow to the to the maximum. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea the rest of this season as well. If like, you know, the, the five substitutions could benefit Harvey Elliott. The fact that, you know, we get the league sewn up within two, three, four, five games or whatever it may be, there's still a handful of games there for him to get some Premier League experience. And I know it won't be the same, but it's also adjusting to there being no crowds uh, in the stadiums as well. Um, and Andy Oligan as well. Um, <laughs> he's extended his contract to the end of July. Yeah, I, I don't think he's ever he's never even made an appearance for us yet, has he? But like, no. still still good for him. Like, yeah. you know, I think it's and again, you know, I, I joke about it, but it's probably more that, that team unity. And like, you know, we've gone through the season together, and you know, can dismiss Andy Lundin because he's not one of the superstars or you know a, a first team player. But you know, to have that competitiveness between the goalkeepers and and the morale between them, if I think it, it's probably is based on a. On a keeping the group together to the end of the season, and him reaping the rewards of, of, a, of a long career. Yeah, definitely. I think his his role is more off the pitch as well. Like he yeah. came when we were we were really short on injuries. You know, we needed a goalkeeper, and he came in, and everyone was just a bit like, "Who's this fella?" Like, not really sure who he was or whatever. But you know, he's been a, he's been in the game so long that you know we have got two amazing keepers in in Allison and um, Adrian, but. He even he said himself when he first came in, oh, like the standards were really high, and he's been he's been around for ages. But I think just to have sort of his knowledge off the pitch has like has really helped that whole goalkeeper union. And you know, Keller here as well coming up through the ranks, like 
he would have been able to put an arm around him and say, "This is, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what not to do," and etc. etc. It's like Jurgen Klopp knows what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, final story before we get to some of your comments. Uh, Giovanni Alden um, wanted Jurgen Klopp promise before agreeing a new contract. This is from Empire of the Cop, what they're citing from the Guardian. Um, Giovanni Alden wanted to um, will Sue sign a contract extension with the Reds to keep him at the club to at least 2024. That's according to the Guardian, who claimed the Dutchman wanted reassurances from Jurgen Klopp that he will remain a key player at Anfield. Um, uh, this is something which I think we all want to see is, is kind of get this contract over the line. And, you know, everybody loves Gini Van Alden. But it also, I think he's got a point of, you know, what he's done, what he's achieved at this club. And, you know, I think, he, you know, people accuse him of going missing some games or, you know, his consistency levels are not, not being as, as high as they should be. But the fact that he got, you know, a, a Chamberlain probably in the best condition that we've been in for over two years. Naby Kate is probably going to have that break in, you know, trying to, just trying to get used to, being in his surroundings and stuff, I think a lot of people don't don't realise how hard it is to come to a, you know a, a different country to settle in new teammates and stuff, and as well as try and perform at a top level. Then you've got Henderson, Fabinho, you know Minamino can play in there, Curtis Jones can play in there. We've got loads of, of midfielders. I think I might miss someone out of there as well. You know, Genie Van Alden is going to want those reassurances because he's capable of playing for well most clubs in the Premier League and a lot more in Europe. Yeah, it is, and I think I think a, a few clubs would have been sniffing around and trying to figure out what his contract situation was, and he probably would. He might have even spoken to to some people. You never know because he is so highly rated. But yeah, I think the fact that he wants to stay, but he also wants to know where his role is, just proves the type of player he is. He just he doesn't want to just settle for oh I'll have a I'll have a couple hundred grand a week and just you know. My player. And he's not asking about the money either. Yeah, he uh, just wants to know: Am I going to be starting, or what's the score? Because you've seen his reaction when he didn't get was it wasn't in the starting eleven for the Barcelona game at Anfield last season. And I think every time it's mentioned to him, he brings up that he was so annoyed that he didn't start. He just wants to be in the starting eleven every week. He does. He's not bothered about anything else in between. So, I think I think if the club wasn't going to offer him that, then you know he would be looking elsewhere. But I don't see why we wouldn't offer him in, in that role. No, and things might have changed as well with the transfer market, which you spoke about in the past couple of weeks of, you know, maybe clubs can't afford to buy, maybe, you know, Liverpool changed their plans and can't, you know, they might have been planning to bring someone else in and now they can't because yeah. everybody, everybody's skint. Anyway, let's get to some of your comments. Uh, Kieran McSee says, hey, Redman, give us a shout out for my birthday. No, uh, I'm joking, happy birthday. <laughs> Home venues, Johnny Walker says, thank God for that. Imagine the Merseyside Derby at St Mary's. Something which you mentioned towards the beginning there, Lauren, of like, what first of all like as if there's no Liverpool fans in Southampton anyway <laughs> and, and like how much of a piss take would that be in Liverpool won the league at St Mary's having spent the past four or five years just buying all their fucking players from them that would be so funny like imagine just Van Dijk and Lallana just like outside the the um, thing with the trophy waving at Liverpool tops yeah. around St Mary's yeah would have gone down dead well uh, Goodison Park's better for me uh, but Stephen Somerville says it doesn't make a difference if neutral venues are involved clubs should just stick to the home grounds and Goodison is the right place for our match I totally agree with that as well and, and again from a, from a fan's perspective because we can't we can't go anywhere and watch it ultimately doesn't make a difference to us. And someone made a really good point. I, don't, I can't remember I saw it, so I apologise. And saying players within, within an elite mentality shouldn't bother where they play football because you just mm. go out and go, go and do their job. So, yeah, know, it's just, I think that's a, like a similar point with like the, the crowd news as well. Like Everyone was like, oh, how are they going to adapt to not to not having fans in the stadium? Well, they play on a training pitch every day where there's no fans cheering them on the whole time. So the, the and like you said, like if they've got an elite mentality, they're not going to be bothered where they're playing it, just as long as they play. 
Yeah. Um, Dimitri Truvovich, I hope I pronounced that right. Apologies, I've just completely fucking butchered it. Uh, he said, I just hope there won't be fans outside the stadium. This is ammunition to all rival fans, and Sky want to bash us. Typical Liverpool fan bullshit. Yeah, I think whatever happens, not just Liverpool, but like say relegation battles or promotion for whatever, there will be a couple of idiots to spoil it for for other people. I think Paul shared a, a Coventry City fans yeah. celebrating th- th- this morning, and like so, I saw another tweet on the back of that saying, you know, that's not being plastered around Sky Sports or you know anything else, or no one's, no one being bashed for for doing that. Whereas you know, if it's Liverpool fans, you can you can bet it's going to be everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Like if even if there's just like like five people I think it'll be everywhere never mind it does like a couple of hundred but yeah I think that was like the biggest like thing for me is that if people do turn up it'll just be twisted into something that's not um, so hopefully fingers crossed that not a lot of people do turn up yeah uh, on Adam Lallana um, Mode Blast says Lallana recent goal against the Monk Scum was really cool when we drew uh, Kieran McSee again says Lallana deserves to celebrate the title uh, for everything he's done, very clock move. And Shane Buckley says, I personally do not see the point given Adam Lana his last, uh, given our game time, his last two games should be given to Curtis Jones and Minamino, in my opinion. Yeah, and as I said before, I think that's that's the case. I think the priority will be given to those players, but also, you know, you can have five substitutes. So if you can afford to rest, you know, a midfield player and maintain what, what, what they're doing, you know, it might be a genie gets a, you know, play 60 minutes, you bring Adam Lana on for half an hour, you can have the titles up and up and dusted then doesn't yeah. make a difference does it no not really no not at all uh, and finally Rob D says Elliot can be the Sancho uh, we may or not be signing yeah I mean let's have both let's have yeah. Elliot on one wing and Sancho on the other and, you know that'd be great have them on the bench as well uh, we're going to wrap it up there thank you very much for joining us we've got loads of content going out on the Red Men um, website and channel got the Red News Roundup going out later on um, but also as the football is coming back our content will of course be ramping up once again so we'll have build up shows starting 11 shows around the league I've just, just we're going to be busy. So now is a great time to come and start um, your month subscription to Redman TV. It's only five pound a month. Go and give it a try. If you don't like it, just biff it off. And um, we'll be back on Friday with more news. See you then. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.